When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Sentinel Online. Now loading all things Transformers. You're listening to All Things Transformers, version 2.0. I say it is survival of the fittest! Hello, and welcome to All Things Transformers, Episode 10. I'm your host, Steve Megatron Phillips, and joining me as always is... Dave, Joe, and Mike, hello. Hello. What do you do? Nothing. Same shit, different day. (laughs) Same thing here, except, uh... I've had a birthday. Yeah, you're a quarter of a century now. Yes, I'm halfway to 50. You're, yeah, you're halfway to 50 and you're five years away from being 30. Ouch. <laughs> hey, I'm 31, so shut up. That's why I I'm said like, I'm, like, I'm like nine years away from being 40, so... Sucks to be you. I know, exactly. But I did buy some nice swag, so I got uh, Pinky and the Brain season, or Volume 2 and 3, Animaniacs Volume 2, the Critic, the Complete Series, Freakazoid Season 1, and Darkwing Duck Season 1. Awesome. And Reboot, the Complete Series, on the way. <laughs> awesome. Yes. And then I finally contacted all the Dark Glass people and gotten them uh, to at least respond. Uh, well, all except for, like, two, but one of them's been replaced, and the other one, the backup, is the friend of the one that... Yeah, so... Essentially, everybody's, you know, rounded out now. Thank God. That's good. Yes. That's good. Get that project off the ground. Yeah, thankfully. Soon. (laughs) 
Yes. Uh, let's see what else has been going on. Um, it uh, we're, we're, we've launched Tap. We're getting into that. Starting that. Well, we, we've already launched episode zero and the and the uh, prelude thing that I recorded. So got that going on. M Wire's coming back. Um, just a whole bunch of podcasting. Nice, nice. Yeah, so we've got a bunch of interviews coming up, uh, Transformers-centric. Yep. And others, but that's besides the point. So, yes. Yep, yep. So, what else? Uh, Should we just get right into the news, I guess? I think so. Quick strike, you may lead. Yeah, that's what I like to hear. Royalty. Why was I not chosen? Because, Inferno, when expecting booby traps, always send a boob in first. Starting off the um, Transformers news this week, and yes, it's been almost three weeks since the last episode, but hey, there wasn't really, other than BotCon, anything really that great to be talking about. Uh, Pretty much I wait until there's TF Prime stuff, but... Starting it off, we have New York Times article featuring Shockwave. Yes. Um, I don't even think I read the article. <laughs> I didn't read the article, I just looked at the picture. The picture shows Shockwave with his big-ass arm gun. Yep. And pointing, and you see parachuting people all around him, and his big glowing eye. Yeah, he looks so cool. I still wish the arm gun was actually, you know, G1 accurate as far as being on his left arm instead of his right arm, but it, it it's not like, it's not anything that gonna, it, it, it's not like I'm gonna turn into one of those G1 fanboys where it's like, oh my god, it's wrong, I hate this, you know. Evidently, he's not gonna be speaking very much, if at all. <sighs> He's not even going to really be doing anything for the most part. He's just going to be destroying from what I've been reading. Then why did they team him or term him as the new big baddie if he's not going to be... Oh my god, this so pisses me off. Because I so wanted David Warner to voice him. That would have been so awesome to have... uh, Rachel Al Ghul and uh, Doctor J- D- Professor Jordan Perry from TMNT2 voice uh, Shockwave. That would have been so cool. Well, evidently, <laughs> you're gonna hate this shit. Um, mm, yeah, he's he's got. Uh, they're saying that his characterization is by a single glowing red eye, which you know this Mister Farrar saw as an important part of the character's design. Well, no shit, that is Shockwave. And it says, the eyes are critical and the mouth is critical. If you can't read those, you can't understand what the character is doing or portraying. It says you have to read Shockwave through just the emotions of the face, almost like a silent era movie star. Oh, God. And he says that, uh, for this reason, they made his eye appear as real as possible with a lens and a moving iris and a light inside that can oscillate. Okay, I like the eye stuff, but seriously... A old serial movie star, seriously, a silent picture. Oh my god! I hope that, that Spielberg takes over for the fourth I, one. Yeah, and I hope that he does a three sixty on some of these characters. Yeah. Uh, I.e. Bumblebee, Shockwave, Megatron. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
Shockwave needs a voice. And I don't know if it was them that... I don't know if it was the fact that Michael Bay blew the wad on the budget as far as uh, the 3D, maybe because of the fucking 3D shit. They didn't have enough money to hire somebody for a voice. That, which, that's friggin' ridiculous. It's Michael fucking Bay. He has more money than fucking God. Yeah, well... Pisses me off. How can you not give Shockwave a voice? Even if it's just for, like, one or two lines... You know, I'm not I'm not saying I want the guy to have an entire conversation, but I mean Oh god, this is <laughs> fucking hell. I, I yeah. <laughs> yeah, re, yeah, just read it cuz I actually clicked on the link for the article. Just reading the article like, "Oh my god, really? Are you serious? That's ridiculous." Yeah. So, I'm going to skip that um jumping ahead. And since TFW is down for most of their articles, I think I'm just going to gloss by what I read earlier. Well, I've, I've got and, them all up, so... Well, some of them won't reload for me. So, uh... The, the next one is, uh... Dark of the Moon score track list. Um... Okay. Um... Well... Since this kind of ties in, one of the other stories we had was the Iridescent 2 trailer, or the Iridescent featured in Transformers Dark of the Moon trailer thing. And it's basically one of the trailers, but with Iridescent put in the background of it. Boo. I'm sorry. Iridescent so does not fit this movie to me. It, it just doesn't. Um, it, it, it just so doesn't. As far as the soundtrack, moving into that... Uh, one major gripe for me about the soundtrack is I was, as I said in, in last episode of ATTF, that I was looking forward to the Theory of a Dead Man song, the Goo Goo, Doodles, the Goo, Goo Dolls song, and uh, the Stain song. Um, only problem is, with the soundtrack, with either version of the soundtrack that's in iTunes... Some of those songs, which are... It's so stupid. They're album only. So you have to buy the whole fucking album to get... I, I had to buy the whole album just to get three songs. <laughs> because those three songs are all album... Uh, you can only get them with purchasing the full album. So, the... Oh, God. Yeah. The... The story here is actually about the score. Um, track listing for the score. The instrumental stuff has been posted on Film Music Reporter. Uh, track listing may contain spoilers, so read on and check out the full track listing at your own risk. Our Dark on the Rock, Sentinel Prime, Lost Signal, In Time You'll See, Impress Me, What War Destroyed, We Can Rebuild, Battle, There Is No Plan, We All Work for the Decepticons, lovely. The fight will be your own. Driller, no prisoners, only trophies. Uh, Ospreys. It's our world now. I'm just the messenger. I promise the world needs you now. Um, I haven't had a chance to listen to the score. I don't know if the score... I'm going to have to look it up and see if the score is available. At this point, with Dark of the Moon news, I mean, really, honestly, we are... As of yesterday, because we're recording this Thursday night, the 23rd, as of yesterday, we're one week away from the damn film. So, 
any news about Dark of the Moon at this point, I don't care. I just want to see the goddamn movie. Agreed. I mean, it it just it makes no sense to have all you know, like. Okay, I get we we needed a track listing for the score. That's fine, but uh, has I'm gonna actually look it up in iTunes. So if you want to just go on and and talk about the score for a minute or whatever you want to do, because I'm gonna look this up really quick and see if it's actually in iTunes. Um, I think I'm gonna skip ahead. <laughs> um, yes. Barricade is back in Transformers 3 as cannon fodder. Which, if I could read the article, it would be great, but I can't. So, um, I can. Thanks I mean, to the Linkin Park iridescent video seen earlier tonight, we can catch a nice clear glimpse of fan-favorite Barricade right in the middle of the Chicago fight action. Uh, and it has a bunch of images... With barricade in them, um, really, this is all they could do was was bring up, bring him back just to have him as a fan wank. Seriously, oh god, it pisses me off. I mean, it's nice to have the character back, but really, that's it. Yeah, I, I mean, he kind of was in TF two. At the same time, I mean, he was kind of a brief cameo type there thing. I, I just, yeah. Ridiculous. It, it's just, I don't know, kind of a waste. Uh, Pretty much, yeah. It, yeah, anyways, I'm going to skip to the better news out of the Transformers 3 stuff. Uh, it's actually a rumor for Transformers 4 that Tyrese made about, um, even with uh, Michael Bay not coming back and now Shia, uh... Spielberg could always, not saying it's definite, but come back and do a Transformers 4. Yeah. I think they should leave this franchise alone in movie form for a while. Yeah. I I honestly think that. Yeah, they do. Have have Bay come over and do G.I. Joe and fix it. (laughs) Because I'm not happy with G.I. Joe whatsoever. Well, G.I. Joe 2 is apparently, you know, a go. Or and it's crap. It's, 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 it's crap. It's only... Okay, well, we don't want to get too far off off topic here. But, yeah, you know, you, you've had three films over the last three, four years for Transformers. It's been great. Revenge of the Fallen and the subsequent Revenge of the Fallen line made Hasbro millions upon billions of dollars in toy sales. Dark of the Moon, they're going to run that toy line into the fucking ground, just like they did Revenge of the Fallen, as long as people are buying it. Which is weird, because a lot of people like Spada, like Optobotomus, like uh, General Techno, uh, like Pia, a lot of our Twitter uh, Transformers friends, all of them say that almost all of the Bumblebee stuff... Dark of the Moon is shelf warming, <laughs> and it's like really wow. I just yeah, this the the Transformers movies need to go away for a while. Michael Bay needs to go back, needs to you know drag Martin Lawrence and Will Smith out of their graves, and make Bad Boys Three. That's what he needs to do. <laughs> Yeah, it just needs to go away for a while. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, now, Spielberg has said in interviews, I believe, on the DVD features, that he absolutely loves Transformers, and he was the one that originally approached Bay to originally get the, you know, get the vision done. See, I wish Spielberg would have just taken it on himself, because at least he wouldn't be anti-fanboy as far as hearing what the fans have to say, because ever since the beginning, uh, regardless of having to have the real-world applications and Optimus couldn't be a flat-nosed truck, that's fine. If it needs to be real-world, that's fine. But Michael Bay has always said, I want to put flames on motherfucking Optimus Prime, and I'm going to fucking do that. Or whatever. He I'm, I'm paraphrasing the guy here, obviously. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He didn't curse that much, but he basically said... If I want to put flames on, on Optimus Prime, I'll do it. You know, I, I don't know. I, it just, yeah, I, I agree with you. It needs to go away for a while. Yeah, it needs to be shelved and then come back when they can put more thought into it and do yeah. it right, I guess. I mean, don't get me wrong. Everything I've seen of Dark of the Moon so far, it seems like it's the a best. A lot, yeah, a hell of a lot better than the second one. It seems like it's the best film out of the three, but at the same time, yeah, franchise need to go away. Go away now. Stick with the cartoon. Yes. Speaking of the cartoon, we have uh, some BotCon news, even though BotCon's a few weeks old at this point. Uh, the Fan Choice Compilation Transformers Hall of Fame nominees. This is pretty interesting. I'm glad that Aaron Archer pretty much put his foot down and said, okay, you guys had your fun with the uh, erector joke now. You know, please stop doing it because if you make the Hall of Fame a joke, well, we're going to take it as a joke and we're not going to do it anymore. Um, I never understood the erector crap. Every time I would see news about it or, or fan choice about it, it's like, really? Yeah, I was like, I hope to God that doesn't make it in there. But the winner this year, and I will say before we announce the winner, because it's really, everybody knows by now, but one of the coolest things that I saw for the Hall of Fame this year was Greg Berger actually went out and had either himself do it or someone do it for him. Uh, But he did the voice. He actually made a vote for Grimlock video for the Hall of Fame. Talking as Grimlock, that was awesome. But the winner this year is, like last year, another Beast Wars character, Waspinator. Waspinator finally gets his day. (laughs) Thank God. I'm liking that Beast Wars is ranking supreme. Well, one character... Beast Wars Megatron needs in there. (laughs) All I gotta say. You know, honestly, I am surprised... I get what they're doing with the Hall of Fame. They have to do the main tier characters as far as, like, you know, this year's Star... Or not Star... Um, Soundwave got in. 
I forget who the other ones were right now at this point in time, but a bunch of the other G1 characters, like the top-tier characters... Wasn't it like Jazz, Shockwave, or... Yeah, but Soundwave, yeah, yeah. It it was Jazz and and all them, but uh, my my, my point here is I'm surprised that... I, I know that they have to go that route with the Hall of Fame, but I'm really surprised with this being the 15th anniversary of Beast Wars that all five were not Beast Wars picks. Yeah, I can say that, but at least uh, the Beast Wars, Dinobot, and Waspinator, both Scott McNeil voices showed up both years. Yeah, that's true. So uh, it still shows that Beast Wars reigns supreme. Yes. No matter what you say, Chuck Dog 1999, <laughs> he's, he's, he's one of those G1, G-E-E-W-U-N fanboys. He's he's one of those that's stuck in a time warp, and he won't. He refuses to acknowledge any other. Sad thing is, G One wasn't that good of a show. The voicing may have been great, but the show stunk overall, as far as like writing and animation compared to okay, anything okay, modern. Right. I'm not it, saying it didn't have good episodes because it did. Right. But there was no continuity. Okay, there is no continuity, but. The way okay, the way I see G one now without my nostalgia glasses on, as a reviewer, as someone who did an entire podcast on it, uh the way I see it now is G one is equivalent to classic masters of the universe, where you have in mo- for the most part you have individual stories with a couple of two, three parters, five parters thrown in there. It was good and paved the way, but it wasn't you know, it it, it, it was compare. great writing for each of the episodes. I mean, there is some stuff that makes no sense, but I mean, if you're just watching it to watch it for enjoyment, oh no, no, you get you know, good episodes. Yeah, um, but Transformers cartoons have evolved over the years, as have point. all the other franchises. Yeah, I mean, well, 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 well that was my point. G one is kind of like 1983 Masters of the Universe, whereas Beast Wars is more in line with. Masters of the Universe 2002, where it evolved, and it's actually telling you a story from beginning to end, is my point here. Yeah. Between Transformers and He-Man. Um, what the hell was this news story that we were even talking about? Oh, the the, the Hall of Fame stuff. <laughs> I hate when we get on tangents like that sometimes. It's like, what the hell are you talking about? Um, yeah, the Hall of Fame. I'm really liking the Hall of Fame stuff. I, I like that they're they're honoring these characters. I just wish that if they like, I wish that they would find a way to have the guest list reflect the nominees. Yeah, they so should have had whoever won the vote. They should have had them been you know been able to yeah. act the character out. Well, see, Scott was there last year when Dinobot got in, but they didn't have him do anything. That's what I'm saying. I think they kind of missed the the point yeah. there when they, yeah. they go through that. Yeah, that's yeah that that that's really the only um, my only complaint about the Hall of Fame is that is that they didn't have Scott last year do you know some Dinobot stuff or have him back this year as just you know pop in oh hey guys you know or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so rounding out the convention news, we have uh, 
the fact that Paul Eiding, voice of Perceptor, will be attending TFCon 2011. And it's his first Transformers convention in Canada. Yes. Well, TFCon, I think, is the only Transformers yes. convention in Canada. Well, true. But uh, joining him is, as we've stated before, Simon Furman, Gary Chalk, uh, Joe Ng from uh, the comics, and now they've added, uh, as of today, Alex Milne. Yeah, Alex Milne, yeah. Yes. So, yes. So for comic fans, they've got three in there for you. Yes. With a G1 and Beast Wars voice. Yes, very, very cool. Mm-hmm. I am sad. I'm not going to be able to go. Yeah, that I, sucks, dude. I want to punch a, bit, a, punch a monkey. <laughs> hey, no punching the monkey. <laughs> okay, man. Yes. Moving on to some miscellaneous news. Uh, we've got uh, the first one that, that I've got pulled up here is Jim Shooter and the Secret Origin of the Transformers. Jim Shooter has posted a new article on his blog focusing on the secret origin of the Transformers. Did you know that another company aside from Hasbro was planning to bring over a line of Japanese transforming robots under the name Mysterions? The company was named Knickerbocker. Oh, good lord. Initially, Knickerbocker Toys went to DC Comics to make Mysterion's comic. Then they went to Marvel Comics. Here's an interesting excerpt from the article documenting Hasbro's involvement. So this is pretty interesting, actually. Um, uh, I'm not really going to read. Uh, if you want to read the actual post there about the article. Uh, where it it's says in the, the next... show notes. Oh, okay. Well, good. People can just click on the link. Um, I don't know. It's it's fairly interesting that you know Transformers could have eventually m- might have not have happened, or Mysterions could have been a a DC property, and then Hasbro bought out the company. Yeah. <laughs> Way to put an end to that. Uh, there you go. That's like that's like uh, what they did to GoBots. You see your you see your little GoBots. Fuck you, GoBots. <laughs> But GoBots is still getting a DVD release for all you GoBots fans out there. Even though I don't care if they came first, they are still Kmart versions of Transformers, and they are still Transformers knockoffs. Well, it's more like Big Lots versions now, because Kmart actually sells Transformers. Yeah, well, there you go. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And now for some bad news. The Hub in Trouble. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Um, They're in a $500 million debt. Yeah. In the speculated... Uh, it is speculated with the $500 million debt filing, Discovery Communications will begin repurchasing its own stock while under the new amended agreement, Hasbro will foot more of the bill to air their own programs, such as My Little Pony's Friendship is Magic and Transformers Prime. Uh, what does this all mean exactly? In short, by quarter three... Uh, it may come to be that the hub is not worth what everyone thought it was in a financial sense. This is horrible because a lot of people, including Kevin Optimus, Solo Thompson, a lot of people support the hub, a lot of people watch the hub, even those that don't get it like me on on, on the cable package that I have, I don't get it. Um, You know, I still support the hub in, in anything that they do, but this is ridiculous. This is just ridiculous. Yeah, I would say that I support the hub. 
I only wish that they got a lower cable package to to kind of migrate to yeah. instead of being up in the hundreds where yeah. people that can't afford to actually get cable yeah. uh, can't get it. Because I have, like, channels 2 through... I think it's like 99. 90, yeah, 99 right now, and that's one of the stations I wish I had because yeah. I would watch more than just Transformers and G.I. Joe. I mean, I would watch some of the older programs. I'd oh, watch, yeah. You know, just, Batman I mean, granted, 66, Wonder Years, Happy Days. I, I know for a fact that Kevin uh, DVRs, he, he DVR'd the entire Wonder Years series, and he's gone back and, and watched majority of those episodes. I mean... It's got some really great programming on there, but it's like, really? And it makes no sense to me why Discovery Communications is $500 million in debt. That network, or that that company, Discovery on a whole, not just Discovery Kids or whatever, just Discovery, all of their networks seem to be, you know, thriving. Every time I see a commercial for Discovery, it's like, oh, it's it's great, it's, you know... And I know they have to put that on for a company face, but it's like, really, seriously, they're that they're they're hurting that badly. That's not good. Because you know what's going to happen is if if the hub does go away, if it goes but, into that little hub. Okay, I wasn't looking for that joke, but um, if the hub does go away, and they still want Transformers Prime to continue. They're going to have to shop it around. Guess where's the only place they're going to be able to put it if they decide to continue it? Fox or fucking, Cartoon Network. And fucking one Cartoon bad. Network. Well, well either one's bad. Well, Fox won't take it. Fox, Fox took Beast Wars at one time. And right, these machines. But, right, but Fox doesn't really... Outside of The Simpsons and all that Sunday night animation domination bullshit... Fox hasn't done animation in a while. I mean, even that 4Kids network thing that was on Fox that used to be Foxbox and used to be Fox Kids, that actually moved over to CW. Um, actually, Fox Kids went over to uh, uh, the ABC family temporarily before it got phased out. Right. Right. But what I'm saying is, like, Cartoon Network is really the only viable option and I would hate to see as much as I would love to see like say the hub dies I would love to see Transformers Prime live on but Cartoon Network constantly fucks over cartoons no so, I, I wish that they go to like Nickelodeon I know there's well, other yeah. issues with that but I mean I can't I mean look at Nickelodeon they keep shows going when they should be long and dead yeah Spongebob I mean, exactly <laughs> I mean that's a perfect choice to put your show on yeah but yeah, I can see why they wouldn't. <sighs> but here's hoping the hub will survive. Yes. Um, next one here, uh, hub rolls out Transformers Summer, making of Transformers Dark of the Moon and more. Hmm. What do you think of this? I don't know. I couldn't get the article to load back up. <laughs> uh, basically, um... TFW received a press release, Hasbro Discovery Hub, mentioning a Transformers Marathon for summer of 2011. The lineup consists of making a video going behind the scenes of Transformers Dark of the Moon, featuring director Michael Bay in interviews with Shia LaBitch and Josh DeHamel. 
Transformers Action Summer continues with special 4th of July marathon featuring back-to-back episodes of Transformers Prime and Transformers Generation 1. Oh, that's interesting. So, yeah. It's the summer of Transformers. Yay. Yay. <laughs> oh, and now we've got some uh, uh, some miscellaneous news stories here and... Yes, IDW and Comixology bring Transformers to the droid market, meaning you can read your comics on your phone. Well, you could do that before with iPhone, but you, I, don't, I don't think you could do it with droid phones. No, you couldn't, and now you can. So yes, you can take your you... comics on the go. You can download them while you're driving your car, although it's not recommended you read your comics while you drive. Yeah. That could result in permanent injury. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, that is good news. It's very awesome. I'm actually considering uh, upgrading to the Samsung since... It, not Samsung, fuck that company. Um, Motorola. No, HTC Sensation. So yes. that that is Android-powered. Uh, the next thing we have... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No For miscellaneous news is... Mimobot. No, it's... Uh, it's Mimico. Mimco's... Yeah, Mimobot. USB flash drives. This is cool as hell. I have to have one. Have you seen these before in video reviews? No, but this looks cool as hell. I'll have to um, I'll I'll have to link you because I know I know Pia uh, has done a couple of these. I'll, I'll have to link you to them so you can actually see a better picture of them or a better you know better visual of them. But yeah, they are really cool. Um, it looks it's awesome. Basi- Ooh, they it's come preloaded. It's basically Optimus Prime. Uh, Body encased in a flash drive, with a flash drive encased. You pull his head off, and th- and that's where you plug in the flash drive <laughs> into your computer. That's awesome. That's so cool. Uh, and it comes with digital comics, videos, desktop wallpapers, icons, avatars, screensavers, and more. Yes, that is so enticing. <laughs> and it's two gigabyte to sixteen gigabyte. Oh, thank God. Because I'm one like, of my... Their transformable ravage and shit, where it only went to like 2 gigabyte, that was kind of yeah, that, stupid. That's, that's one of my main complaints about the Transformers USB stuff. Like with Ravage and with Tigatron and, and Cheetor that was out for the device labels. It was only 2 gigs. And yes, I, I, I get it's Ravage, and I get if you plug it in, 
you know, you can have like a cool screensaver thing where Ravage, you know, attacks stuff on your screen. That's cool. But I'm sorry, if I want a storage device, I want at least eight gigs on it. You know, that that's just but yeah, at least with this, two to sixteen gigs, that's that's pretty cool. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The <laughs> thing is the price is a little up there, but you get what you pay for. Yeah. Uh the next bit of uh, miscellaneous news here is the upcoming Encore release of Twincast and Sound Blaster. According to the Facebook page for Kapow Toys, the next two releases following Devastator in the Encore line will be Twincast and Sound Blaster. Fans rejoice these two rare Japanese pieces become available on retail market again. Uh, basically what these are are repaints of Blaster and Soundwave. Blaster is blue this time and Soundwave is like a dark black, I think. Yes. Um, it's nice that these are coming back up, or these are getting re-released for the Encore line, because if you look for a Twin Cast or a Sound Blaster now on eBay... They're a hell of a lot of money. I, I, I know it's eBay and, you know, whatever, but if you look for one of these things on eBay now, they're like $100, $200, and up. Because they're such rarities. Um, but it's nice that they are re-releasing them in the Encore line. It's very cool. Yes, it is. Yes, and then I think the last thing before we get into the Transformers Prime is Marvel G1 Transformers continuing. Gato, I can't see this guy's name. <laughs> Gato <laughs> Giddy or whatever uh, has updated his Deviant Art page with a little message accompanied with two art pieces. Just a quick sketch trying to emulate the feel of mid eighty Transformers comics. More to come. And then he has this badass picture of uh G one Megatron uh with Starscream, Skywarp, and Thundercracker in yep. the retro style, only it looks better than the old retro style. <laughs> yeah. It it looks like modern mixed with the old Marvel look, so it, it creates a nice blend. Yeah, I, I honestly, I think I'd look forward to the Marvel continuation over the current IDW timeline. I liked Dreamwave better than I liked IDW's timeline. Yeah, um, I it looks cool, but I haven't. I'm so far behind on Transformers comics. Uh, it, it does look really cool, though. I quit collecting them years ago. Yeah. Since IDW took over. Actually, since Beast Wars got done. Yep. <laughs> I didn't care after that. <laughs> uh, that's funny. And getting into the Transformers Prime news, a uh, new image of upcoming Transformers Prime episode. Uh, 2005 board member Prime Flow 17 has shared with us a new image from this Saturday's brand new episode of Transformers Prime. The episode is called Crisscross. And there's this Saturday on the Hub. Uh, looks really, really menacing, because I think that's Arachnid with Silas. Mm-hmm. Um. I can't wait for more kick-assery in TF Prime. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, this show has just been kicking ass in general. Uh, but, yeah, very, very, very cool. And then the next bit is we have some 
synopsises from MSN TV. So if you don't want to hear these, which they're just one-sentence type things, if you don't want to hear these, fast-forward the podcast. Uh, for the episode Rock Bottom, the Autobots, Jack and Miko, find themselves trapped inside a cave. Dun-dun-dun. Yeah, these, been... these are as vague as the old Rhino descriptions. <laughs> you got that right. This one's episode 19. And then yeah. I put them in the wrong order, but episode 18, uh, which airs on July 9th, the Autobots, uh, it's called Prime At- or Metal Attraction, and the Autobots try to claim a magnetic weapon before the Decepticons get to it. Um, well, Rock Bottom, it almost, to me, sounds like they're going to do a cliff jumper flashback. <laughs> I wish. That would be funny. But the, the, now they've had titles before that we thought that they were something, and it turns out they were something completely different. Like that whole convoy situation, it was just, oh, it's a convoy of trucks, that's all. You know, it's like, that's all, folks. But, yes. I don't know. I, I just, every time, I wish I had enough cash, additional cash, and I might actually do it. When it comes time, uh, beginning of July, I might actually set aside the cash to do this. I wish I could get the season pass and iTunes for this show, because I, I'm absolutely, there isn't, I have a few nitpicks here and there about Prime, but there isn't, like, one thing so far that has just driven me away from the show. I mean, it is so good. Yeah, I... I'm just sticking with YouTube for right now. I just want season sets. Well, no, I know, but I mean, at least with a season pass through iTunes, at least you know. I mean, the YouTube stuff is great quality for however long the guy leaves it up, but I mean, and that's great, and that's fine, but I mean, for me, because I want to be able to keep up with it and not... And I, I usually keep up with the guy that uploads them on YouTube anyway, but I don't know, I just... I think I might go for it, just because I want to have it. And yes, I agree with you about DVD sets. We do need DVD sets eventually. Um, but, you know, when you got to have it now, iTunes is, you know, is the, the quote-unquote legal option. We don't care about that at PredaconEmpire.com. <laughs> Obviously not. <laughs> I've been hosting Beast Wars for years. <laughs> well, for for now. <laughs> At least till I revamp PE for a new purpose, which will be re- revealed later on. Why am I flashing to... Quit flashing, it's not nice. No, 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 no. Why am I flashing to uh, Robin Williams' little character in the be- in the beginning, the shopkeeper... When he's like, a dark man waits on a dark night with a dark purpose. <laughs> it's like when you said you're revamping P, it's like, oh my god, dark purpose is lovely. <laughs> oh, crap. So, where are we going now, dude? We're going to commercial break, and we'll be back after this. You are listening to all things Transformers. Maximals, maximize! 
Emerging from the dark humor that was the Beast Unleashed podcast, Steve Megatron, TF2 and Mike, and Pecan Court Michael move on to Transformers Animated coming June 26, 2011, Transformation Animation Podcast. Fifteen podcast episodes covering all three seasons of Transformers Animated and the awesome toy line as well. We will also have cast and crew interviews, so get tapped this summer with the GeekCast Radio Network's next Transformers franchise podcast, Transformation Animation Podcast. Decepticons, transform and rise up! Ah, welcome to my throne room, Future Tales. The Beast Unleashed podcast is over, not gone. You can hear more of this great podcast discussing all the episodes of Beast Wars and Beast Machines on GeekCastRadio.com. We include voice actor and writer interviews with stellar hosting by Steve, Mike, and Michael. Head on over to iTunes or the net, or else I will send you my vehicles to extract your spark and destroy you. <laughs> yes. Soundwave, jam that transmission. Rumble frenzy, ravage rapid, eject, operation interference. No, there will be no Operation Interference. I am TFG1 Mike, and you should be listening to my very first podcast, the TFG1 Podcast. 24 episodes covering the entire U.S. run of the 1984 Transformers cartoon. I also have a few supplemental episodes and an interview with Stan Bush. I bring in guest hosts who will be full-time co-hosts in Steve Megatron and fan of the show now co-host Pecan Court Michael. So check out the TFG1 podcast. You can find it on iTunes and the web at www.geekcastradio.com. Transform and roll out. Now back to all things Transformers. Welcome back. Yes, from commercial. No, not that yeah. kind of commercial. From this kind of commercial. <laughs> yes, we are talking Transformers Prime Operation Breakdown. Yes. It's and on my birthday, June 18th, <laughs> 2011. Yes, happy quarter of a century to you, sir. We've already stated that. Uh... And yes, this time, because Wikipedia actually has a synopsis, I will actually be reading from Wikipedia without actually having to go from memory, because last few episodes I've actually just gone from memory from watching the episode. So, 
For Operation Breakdown, after encountering the Autobots, Operative Silas begins plans at acquiring a living Transformer in order to dissect them and use their components to create such machines that would serve Mech. To that end, they ambush a battle between Breakdown and Bulkhead, where the latter was defeated in a fight. Before Breakdown can bring the killing blow, Mech neutralized him and abducted the winning Decepticon so that they could study him. Taking him to their hidden base, they switched off his pain receptors and began the process of dismantling him for parts, where they uncovered much on the captured Cybertronian. However, Team Prime arrived on the scene, and I'm sorry, I hate that name. Team Prime, I hate that. I just this don't. This is not fucking Twilight. Yeah, this is not fucking Twilight. Damn it! Arrived on the scene in order to deny Cybertronian technology from Mech, and Bulkhead succeeded in freeing his foe despite Mech's attempts at reacquiring the test subjects. They were forced to retreat when Starscream arrived at the scene. Thus, organization was forced to sanitize their hidden base, but had managed to transfer much of the newly acquired data to a new facility despite the loss of the test subject. In his report, Silas commented that the diagnostic on Breakdown's vital components had allowed Mech to begin Project Chimera, which will allow them to gain the power of living machines that would serve them. Um, where do we want to start with this? <laughs> I don't know. This This was an interesting episode, to say the least. I will give the TF Prime crew credit for not just sticking to the same old bashing story with Starscream Megatron or, or Megatron and Optimus. They're actually exploring their other characters. Like, you know, you have a few episodes that are all about Bulkhead, or you'll have a few episodes that are all about Bumblebee, or you'll have an episode that's about RC, RC or you'll have an episode that's solely about Ratchet. They're, they're not just focusing on the old tra- tra- traditions of oh, it's Transformers, we have to have Optimus and Megatron battling, you know, or, 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 or we have to have Megatron and Starscream fighting over who's in charge. I mean, you know, yes, Starscream gets a few snide remarks off. But about, when doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> um, but Operation Breakdown was really interesting to me because it took Bulkhead out of his element. I mean, the guy didn't want to save breakdown at all. But of course, Miko basically said no no rescue, no rematch. And I'm like, "Really? That's how you're going to provoke Bulkhead to save breakdown is because you want or he wants Oh my god, that's Yeah, I didn't quite agree with that either. I thought it was kind of retarded. That's a little, well, a lot of people don't agree with anything Miko says. A lot of people don't like Miko. <laughs> I don't have an opinion on her one way or the other. I think sometimes she's cool, she's okay, but she's no kicker. <laughs> she's not as bad as kicker was, so. Yeah, I'll give you that. What did you think overall for this episode? Um, I would say it was pretty well uh, of a, a plot overall. I mean, it was a lot of nice... Uh, uh, you know, like Megatron showing total disregard for his troops, and Starscream's like, um, hey, wait, he's one of ours, hey. And then he says, well, if he got captured, you know, it's his fault on him, whatever. And uh, it's just funny to see the Autobots having to go save a Decepticon from humans. Yeah. And then you've got Lex Luthor running the show. <laughs> 
But that's yeah. besides the point. And Fowler's yeah. just a lazy, sleeping government agent, like all the rest of the people in our country. <laughs> okay, I went overboard. No, it's funny because it's so true. I but know. It's more so funny because, I'm sorry, every time I see Agent Fowler, I envision a really, really smart, slightly overweight version of Winston Zeddemore. <laughs> uh, Transformers Ghostbusters crossover for the win. Yes. <laughs> um, now, did you catch the thing at the end when Silas was talking about the subject? Mm. Very end of the episode when Silas, it, it, it was after the battle, after Breakdown and Bulkhead got away. Hmm. And it was when they were saying that they had the new inf- that they had all the information transferred over. Something I caught was breakdown wasn't the intended target. It was yes, they did capture him, but at the very end, on the on the, on the mech screen was Optimus. Hmm, that's interesting. So while physically they were getting information from Breakdown, tearing his insides apart, but psychologically they were looking at Optimus Prime. That's just what, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but that's what I got from the very end of the episode. No, that's probably, you're probably on the right track. Hmm, I didn't catch that. (laughs) <laughs> You'll have to go back and catch it. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's just one of those things where I pay attention to the smallest crap sometimes. Yeah, but sometimes the smallest crap can be the biggest turd. So, Okay, on that note. <laughs> um, yeah, o- overall, Operation Breakdown was another great episode. Oh, I'm yeah. So, so glad that they're back doing episodes again. I hope they don't take another break for a while, at least through the, through the rest of the summer. I hope they don't take a break till maybe September or something like that, because I, I just I don't like it when they do shows like that when they when they treat shows to the point where oh let's get this started let's kick this off with a five part miniseries and then make you wait two months and then in April or May, let's make you wait another two months after this episode. I I just, I don't like that, but... I think they're missing their mark when they do that. I think it it hurts the show and the network all around. It does. And I think that's why the network ratings have dropped so badly, is because they keep, they'll show two, three episodes, maybe four, and then they'll go on a three to four week hiatus, and then they'll do three to four more episodes, and then a three to four week hiatus. I mean, it's just, it, it's killing the show and the network. And then they keep changing time periods, so, or time slots. Well, they only changed it once. They changed it from Friday nights at 6.30 to Saturday nights at, at 6.30 or 7 p.m. Eastern. They, 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 I, I will give them that. They did only change it once. But even so, even changing a, a, a night or, or a time slot, um, and this goes to all shows, it hurts so bad because... It just, like, if you're expecting to watch that show on that night at that time, it's like, holy shit, where's my show? And you don't know, you know, that it moved to a different night. You know, it, it, I don't know. 
weird. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Prime is is just soaring to new heights at this point. Yeah, I, I'm liking the episodes so far. They're, they've all been good, you know, with the exception of a couple moments here or there where yeah. I start, you know, realizing that they're kind of going towards the old, you know, annoying teen part in it. Um, but <laughs> overall, they're hitting new ground that hasn't been touched. Yeah. Which is a nice thing to see because it's, it's giving them a fresh take. Yep. Definitely looking to see how the next few turn out. Me too. Else we're looking forward to in the Transformers world in the next, I don't know, week or two? Um, I don't know, not really not anything in the, tra- like, obviously new episodes of Prime. Um, obviously next week the movie comes out, so I'm looking forward to attempting to leave my cave and go see that. Um, but it's really... It, it, it's the prime cave. Um, uh, <laughs> um, really looking forward to getting Tap off the ground. I mean, I know Prime is really what's big right now, but looking really looking forward to going back and watching Transformers Animated and, and getting Tap off the ground. And I know a lot of people that our fans of us on Facebook and Twitter and, and the website and all that stuff, a lot of people are looking forward to us tackling TAP from the beginning. Because, like I said before, and like I said in Episode Zero at TAP, there have been people who have tackled... There was one podcast that just tackled Season 3. There was one podcast, you know, the TFW podcast tackles them within their own podcast. But so far, I don't think I've ever seen a, a Transformers podcast from the beginning to the end. Um, I'm not going to say that we're the first to talk about animated. We are so not. But we were, we're the first, first with Beast Wars. Well, yeah, we're the first and only with Beast Wars with a full-on show. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's, you know, that's really what I'm looking forward to is, is, is getting back into animated for a while. What about you? Definitely looking forward to Tap. That's one of the highlights of the Transformers podcast, uh, reformatting Predacon Empire for the new format, which I'm not sure how soon I'm going to get to that. It may be later this summer, or maybe this fall, I don't know. Uh, but when I do get it, it will be uh, definitely cool, and it will definitely tie back into uh, all things Transformers more mm-hmm. directly than it ever has in the past. And then, uh, which... Haha, uh-huh, to use to you those of you that do not know what I have planned. <laughs> um but yes, uh that and of course the film coming out next week, uh which I plan to go see. I'm probably gonna go to the little theater up the like a few miles up the street here. It's just a little theater on the back end of like one of those it's called Mid City Mall, but it's really it's kind of like one of those malls that's a dead zone where there's no... It's not like a big mall. It's just... 
it has it has a comedy club on it. It has a movie theater on it. It has like a value market type of supermarket thing on it. It's got like a little library in there. I mean, it's it's pretty much a grandma grandpa type of mall where all the old people converge. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I'm probably gonna go opening day up to that movie theater up there and and watch it up there. Uh, just because I don't think a lot of people are gonna show up at you know twelve thirty on a Wednesday. Yeah, I can that, see that. To that small theater. There's one thing we do have to bring up before we leave, though. Uh, you brought up your birthday a few times, and uh, Beast Wars Transmetal Two Megatron came to you in the mail. Huh? Huh? Hello, it's round. It's plush. Ah. <laughs> Megatron, what do you think of your of your plush self? <laughs> Of my transmetal body. Yes. Overall, not bad. No. I don't. I do not believe I have ears. But well, not bad. That's a design on all of the puggles, no matter what. I mean, it doesn't matter. But that's just. It's a design element that that Callie incorporates. Yes. It's shiny. Yeah, it's very shiny. And I have my grizzled teeth. Like <laughs> I haven't been to the dentist. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, it so, is cool, though. Yeah. She actually made... I I told her to make two versions... Um, I thought the first one she was going to make a, like an evil frown like Megatron usually has, but she made him have like a slanty eyed grin, uh, kind of like a heart face. Uh, and then I was like, eh, can you make a more angry version? And I almost told her to send me the angry version and send you the one that I got with the, with the smile. <laughs> I was like, uh, no, send him the angry version. He'll like that better. Because <laughs> Megatron's angry. Yes, Megatron's always angry. Yes, all of his faces have a scowl on them. Yes. Even his figures. Yes, yes. Um, so I think that does it for us this time around. Yes, I do. And if you guys have any comments, questions, or suggestions, uh, send them to uh, steve at geekcastradio.com or you can send them to my Twitter at scp21 or Megatron. BW underscore Megatron. Or they can contact you at TFG and Mike on Twitter or TFG and Mike at gmail.com. Yes. And if you'd like suggestions or, you know, voicemails or ask Megatron, yeah, those are good ways to get a hold of us. Yeah, if you guys want to ask Megatron a question in voice form, call 502 526 5821. Just make sure you say that you're leaving a question for Megatron and your name, or something to that effect. Yes. He will answer questions. I can't say that they'll be pleasant, but you never know. <laughs> yes. Megatron is not a happy camper most of the time, so... No, no he's not. He didn't. He lost his rubber ducky last year, and so... Yeah. He, you know what the funniest thing was? 
Somebody commented on Callie's post for Angry Version of Megatron for the Puggle. And they said, oh, Megatron lost his rubber ducky. And it made me think, damn it, I should have had her include a, a, a smaller Puggle. She calls them hatchlings. They're, they're like the, half the size of the regular versions. I was like, damn it, I should have had her include a hatchling rubber ducky. <laughs> That'd be funny as hell. <laughs> <laughs> So, yes, those are all the ways you can get in contact with us. Um, you can also become a fan on Facebook, facebook.com slash Geekcast Radio Network. We're up to 236 fans. Thank you so much to everybody for being us on Facebook. Yes. And you can look for us after the film. Uh, some point after Transformers 3 comes out and after everybody's seen it, we will be having a... Uh, uh, huge roundtable. Yes, a huge roundtable. Many, many fans. Many, many podcast hosts. Yes. yes. And it will be all things Transformers, as usual. So yes, stay tuned. That will be coming, and I think that about covers it this week, so we will catch you next time. I'm Steve Megatron Phillips, and you are... Dave, and Mike. Signing off. <laughs> yeah. I wish to speak to my lawyer.